In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. They went and plotted how to entangle Jesus in his talk. And what better way to do that than with a hot-button political question? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Actually, it's a tax question, a law question, and a theology question all wrapped up in one. If you need a CPA, a lawyer, and a pastor, how much trouble are you in? <laughs> but of course, our Lord Jesus, reader of the hearts and, man, and minds of man, he's in no trouble at all. He will not allow himself to be entrapped by their deceitful question. He will not allow himself to be entangled. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he that is in you is the truth. And he that is in the world is the liar. I've titled this homily, Do Not Be Entangled. Do not be entangled. Because we are living in an unprecedented time of lies, of deceit, of not only misinformation, but disinformation. So that even a person trying to figure out what's going on with good faith has a very hard time doing so. But every day, it seems more and more the lies we are being told are affecting our families, our businesses, our country, and even our churches. Political lies, religious lies, lies about reality itself. For example, the completely obvious lie that the little human being in a womb isn't really a human being. The completely obvious lie that a biological man can simply choose to be a female and have a surgery and thus be a female. No, I'm sorry, you're still a biological male, you're just now mutilated. The obvious lie that homosexual behavior is in any way healthy or good for those individuals involved or for society as a whole. The obvious lie that a family with two adult males or two adult females is in any way comparable or equal to a father and mother raising the children. But there is a revolution taking place. And it is precisely this foundation of lies upon which the revolution is being based. And seeing these things for what they are, seeing them as lies is the first step that we not be entangled. That if we are or have been entangled, we disentangle ourselves. We pray the Lord 
to grant us mercy and forgiveness. And indeed, he does for the sake of his son, Jesus. And that the Lord would create in us a clean and new heart, that we not be entangled. How is belief in these lies going to be enforced so that we all must believe them or else? Well, it already is, isn't it? Already, you can lose your job for simply speaking the truth. Already, your life and reputation can be ruined by an internet mob simply for speaking the truth. Already, in the public schools, an entire generation of children are being taught that these lies are true and that anyone who tells the truth is a liar and is worthy of punishment. It's a full-scale indoctrination. My children are in the public schools right now, and God willing, we'll have them out by next year. When you hit about the fourth grade, this is Mission Viejo, when you hit about the fourth grade, that's when the graphic indoctrination begins. Even as young as little Genevieve in first grade, you have all the rainbow stuff around. Do not be entangled. And what so many of us are struggling with, because there are at least two generations of people in this church, maybe even three, who can remember who lived through a time in which you could be more or less normal as a Christian in society. And my wife and I sometimes lament, it's like we just want to be normal, we just want our kids to be normal. But that window of normalcy, insofar as it ever really existed, has sure closed fast. You yourselves know this. If you've tried to befriend people who are not of the Christian faith, they're taking their kids to transvestite library hour. It's happening here. The sad fact is that we are being asked to choose between following the truth and following lies, and following truth is going to have painful consequences for us. The church, too, here in America is starting to come to this realization because the church here in America has existed for many decades in this same sort of normalcy, being accepted by society. And still, it seems, in the minds of many of our church leaders, we can sort of weather this storm by being polite enough, by by being quiet when we need to be quiet, and by kowtowing to sort of the cultural demands, apologizing and abasing ourselves from time to time, and this sort of thing, as if if at least we could be tolerated in this new revolution, or perhaps even way down the road, seen as a friend to this revolution and to its tenets. To which our God and Father gives us a reality check. Friendship with the world is enmity with me. There really is no middle way. And if there is a sort of corporate blessing of COVID, it is that COVID has revealed this to us in no uncertain terms. That is, at least if you have eyes willing to see. Because through COVID, we learn exactly where churches stand. We have been deemed utterly non-essential. We have been forced to close. Viewed in our culture and by our government as more essential to us includes Target, 
Best Buy, liquor stores, tattoo parlors, oh, and violent rioters. All of those are more essential than we are. And if you don't think that churches have been unfairly targeted and discriminated against, you're simply not paying attention. Or if you don't think that pastors, even to this very day, are being threatened and drugged before the courts over this thing, you're not paying attention. It's happening. You owe it to yourself to see the numbers. Don't take my word for it. Go see the numbers for yourself. When I looked these things up this week, this is what I found. That coronavirus is responsible for exactly 0.04% of the deaths in California. Zero, or I think I'm phrasing this poorly. The point is that when you look at California, it has 39.5 million people. And it's reported that about 17,000 people have died. That means 0.04% have died from COVID of Californians. There, I think I finally got it out. Orange County, same thing, 0.04% have died from COVID. But we've seen businesses laid waste. We've seen people made utterly dependent upon the government. We've seen churches shut down and pastors drug into courts. Friends, do not be entangled. See what's going on. If you look at California's top 10 list of what kills Californians every year, COVID won't be on that list for 2020. It won't make it. In fact, the number one killer of Californians won't even show up on that list at all. I'm talking about California.gov. It won't even show up on that list at all. The number one killer of Californians, according to California.gov, heart disease. Number two, cancer. Take those two, number one and number two, and put them all together, and it still doesn't equal the number of Californians killed by number one, not listed. Do you know what it is? It's abortion. Abortion. Do not be entangled. And if you have been entangled, repent and receive full forgiveness and a clean and new heart. That's why our Lord came, not to condemn the world, but to give us life, to give us hope but we cannot grow complacent or bury our head in the sand, be deceived or entangled in the lies that we are so openly being told. Jesus was not entangled by those who were deceitful in his age. He was not entangled because A, he is the truth, and B, he doesn't care what people think. He doesn't care what people think. Aware of their malice, he said, Why, oh hypocrites, do you put me to the test? 
Chrysostom, one of the best preachers in Christianity, says this. He did not reply softly in accord with their smooth words, but spoke harshly in accord with their cruel thoughts. For God answers men's hearts, not their words, revealing to them that he was a reader of human hearts. He humbles them to save them. For God's anger is better for a man than man's favor. To have God angry at you, wrathful at you, disciplining you as a father is infinitely better than to have all the praise and accolades of man. Jesus asked them for a coin. Whose image and inscription are on this, he says. They answer, Caesar's. He says quite plainly, render unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar and render to God that which belongs to God. The point could not be more clear. Your coins may belong to Caesar, but your heart, your mind, your lips, the fruit of your body, your children, they don't belong to Caesar. They belong to God. To God who knit you together and formed you in your mother's womb. To God who has predestined you for salvation. To him who gives you all that you have and need to support and sustain your body and life. To the very God who has purchased you at a price. The father at the cost of his own beloved son. The son at the cost of his own suffering and death given willingly and freely and in divine love for you. You belong to him. If a coin has the image and inscription of Caesar on it, whose image and inscription do you have upon you? Well, in the waters of holy baptism, God stamps you with the image of his own beloved son so that when God sees you, He sees not your sins. He sees not the ways in which you've been entangled in this world and its lies. He sees upon you the image of his own beloved son. And in the waters of holy baptism, God has put his inscription upon you, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You are the treasure of God that he has minted unto eternal life. That's who you are. You don't belong to Caesar. You don't belong to Washington. You don't even belong to the Democratic or Republican Party. You belong to the truth. Deeper than any party, deeper than any philosophy, deeper than any human connections, you belong to the one who is the truth, and you are servants of the truth. That's who you are. Because the truth took on your flesh to bear your sins and die in love for you. And because the truth has come to wipe away all lies and to put his heel upon the head of the liar and crush his skull because the truth has come 
even to make the greatest of all dangers, death itself, into a lie. All its deceitful finality undone, untrue, when Jesus rises from the dead on Easter morn and promises that we too shall rise. Jesus would only allow himself to be entangled by one thing, the crown of thorns, the cross, for you. You are not servants of any political party or any political ideology or any earthly philosophy. You are servants of the truth. Don't be entangled by the deceitfulness and lies around us. Rather, expose it for what it is. Speak the truth and be ready to pay the cost. After all, you're not going to be normal in this world. Nor is that the goal. In fact, as much as we might wish it, we don't really wish it. We don't want our children to be normal either. We want them to be servants of the truth and sons of God, not part of this world, but part of our Father's everlasting household. You are going to be like Jesus in this world, despised and hated and excluded, but beloved of the Father. Beloved for all eternity and receiving an unimaginable weight of glory that is to come and shall never be taken away. May God strengthen you in the truth, my brothers and sisters in Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.